Welcome to the Prajna Sparks special series, 59 Days of Healing, where we explore one maxim from the Tibetan Lojong text, Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind, each day to integrate the practice into our lives. Today is day 14, and we're working on point three, turn challenges into opportunities. Maxim number 14 reads, Perceiving confused appearances as enlightened experience is the stronghold of emptiness. What the heck is that supposed to mean? How do you perceive confused appearances as enlightened experience? And what are confused appearances and enlightened experience anyway? This maxim is at the core of how we bring an understanding of shunyata, the emptiness, which is quite subtle ineffable into our everyday life. Let's take it apart. Confused appearances is another way of saying the misperception of things that we experience with samsaric mind. And there's any number of different ways to explain that, but it boils down to the way we see things that is not in line with how things actually are. Enlightened experience is one where we do interface with things precisely as they are. Before continuing, let me point out an important juxtaposition here. Our modern worldview is highly influenced by scientific materialism. Even contemporary teachers who align with that view also may claim that the only valid experience we have is that within the scope of our sensory apparatus. But if our sensory experience is tainted by misperception and we consider that valid, there's an infinite catch-22 in that. We're perpetually cycling through misperception, trying to eke out authenticity from it. This is another good way of describing samsara itself. It does not provide much promise to heal, transform, and transcend the misperception that characterizes samsara so that we can step into our true nature, nirvana, liberation, and omniscience, just as it is. Don't sell yourself short. Don't let anybody else make you small. Mind has an innate, infinite capacity to know with clarity, precision, and accuracy. This is not something supernatural or paranormal. It's quite simply the optimization of our capacity to reason, our capacity to experience directly, which is overlooked, veiled, and atrophied due to samsaric misperception. The teachings of the Buddha lay out a path of practice to optimize that knowing quality and to heal the mind of the turbulence that prevents that knowing quality from emerging. This is how we embody our true nature. If you wanted to be a little sassy with this maxim, those of you who know me know I love sass. You could say, fake it till you make it, because what this maxim is saying is, you may perceive things as confused, but if you hold an understanding of emptiness alongside those confused appearances that we experience, 
we can start being a lot more creative, a lot more open to possibility. How does that work? Enlightened experience in this everyday English rendering from my ebook, Heal, Transform, Transcend, is shorthand for some technical terminology that Buddhism uses to give us a sense of what it's like to have a completely enlightened mind. In some ways, that's kind of an impossible task because the mind of enlightenment is beyond description. But there are many ways that we try to describe it to give us a sense. Why? Because humans like complexity and we like to understand things even when they're not understandable right away. It's good to have metaphors. It's good to have something to go by, signposts. So one way we can look at this maxim is to say that we can start getting a sense of shunyata, the emptiness, by, for example, perceiving everything involved in our physicality, our own body, our sensory experience, visible forms, other kinds of physicality around us as the enlightened experience of continuity. One of the things about genuine reality is that it is in a continual flux, a constant, incredible, rich array of appearances. So we can start interacting with everything we experience as a dimension of the continuity in genuine reality. Then when we speak of sound or speech or even thoughts, this is an expression of the clarity of shunyata, the emptiness, that sense of lucidity, of interconnection and knowingness. A third way to work with experience is whenever we experience mind in this very clear, clean way, our own mental process, our own intuition, wisdom, insight, we can see that as the empty quality of genuine reality. Why empty? Empty refers to empty of rigidity. In other words, infinite potentiality. We can sometimes just sit back, take in the beautiful panorama of life in its continuity, its clarity, and its infinite potentiality. The unity of all those is another quality of enlightened experience. What this maxim is saying is, if we don't just buy into confused appearances existing as they seem to do, but we allow our mind to open into its dexterity, its creativity, its sensitivity, then all of our experience shifts. We start recognizing enlightenment everywhere. This is the stronghold of emptiness. I feel like that's so much, I don't even know where to start. That It's really tremendous offering these ways of connecting to what we experience in such expansive ways. It's a little bit mind-blowing and at the same time hard to grasp. I don't know if you have any suggestions for ways that you work with this in a day-to-day fashion. Yeah, there's any number of ways that we can work with it. On a very simple basis, we can just recognize enlightened experience without worrying about all these categories. 
simply questioning, is this actually happening the way I perceive it, is something we never do. And it already opens our mind. The purpose of this maxim in one wavelength is to make us more porous to the reality that's happening around us all of the time. So simply just recognizing or even just questioning, are things happening the way I perceive? That already works. When we catch ourselves characterizing things, especially in very binary terms, we can stop and say, you know what? I don't think it's really that easy to pin this down. That puts us in a place of openness. And sometimes we can just be mechanical about it. If we're just too tired, it's just too mind-blowing, but we still want to do something. Every time we see a leaf blowing in the wind, oh, there's the continuity aspect of emptiness. Or we hear somebody speaking, oh, that's the interconnection, the communicative, the clarity aspect of emptiness. Or we have a moment of silence or an epiphany of some sort in our lives, oh, That's the empty quality and so forth. Some of the times we can just imagine how all experience is a unity rather than pinning everything down into specific coordinates that are separate and distinct from one another, operating by themselves like little pinballs that have nothing to do with each other. We can simply imagine the unity of everything working in an interconnected web in a beautiful dance where everything moves together. Because this occurs, that happens. Because that happens, this occurs. Oh, I love that. And I appreciate you connecting it to different kinds of experiences that we might have and sense experiences that we might have throughout the day. It sounds like it's possible to use this even if something might not appear to us as a positive thing. So certainly a leaf blowing in the wind, that seems like, oh yes, I can experience you know, some aspect of emptiness from that. If there's a big puddle of mud, it seems like this is something that we can use to also experience the continuity of emptiness from that. Is that right? If anything, that might even be more productive depending on your own predisposition. So for example, if you do see the mud puddle or a car alarm or a siren, kinds of things that are jarring, what a difference to think, oh, that's the continuity aspect of reality. If everything is included, nothing is excluded. It's one of the ways that emptiness is in continual play. It doesn't leave anything out. This can be a way that we can connect in with other maxims. It might be an opportunity for us to recognize aversion in us. We like silence, and so the alarm is bothering, or we have to walk in an area and we have pretty clothes on and we don't want to walk through the puddle. We can start looking at it as not taking things so personally, being in the middle of a web of things that's constantly shifting, constantly changing in this magical play, almost like a kaleidoscope. When you're looking through a kaleidoscope, you don't sit there saying, I wish there wasn't so much blue in that part, or (laughs) I wish there was more yellow, or look at that red, yay, that's great. You just enjoy the continuity of all of it. Sound is just sound, be it a symphony or a car alarm. Mud is just water and soil. It's our aversion that makes things that just are into something to avoid. And what a lovely way to use every aspect of our experience to remind us of emptiness. 
precisely. Emptiness is notoriously difficult to understand, easy to practice. This is a great example. This has been Yeshe and Tanya on day 14 of Prajna Spark's special series, 59 Days of Healing. Tune in daily for more maxims from the Tibetan Lojong text, Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind. Check the episode notes for more resources and email us, sparks at prajnafire.com, with any questions. May all beings benefit.